Hey, hey, hey! Hello, it's Talking Bollocks! Welcome! Yes, we are back! I am back, you are back, we are back! It's Talking Bollocks. Bollocks shall be talked, we shall talk bollocks, I'll talk bollocks, you'll listen to bollocks, and there will be bollocks. Okay, so welcome. If this is your first time, fucking where the fuck have you been? You have missed some cool stuff. Go back, download some stuff. It's great. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Stitcher. We're on, and if you're listening, Metal Sucks Guys, we were on it before you, so don't give me that. Um, and you've got a YouTube channel now. We beat you to that. Um, uh, just hello. Hello. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for streaming. Look at how he skillfully avoids saying tuning in because... I've learned my lesson there. Um, hello, welcome. Um, it, it's, it's lovely to have you. It's lovely to be in your ears. Hello. It's lovely to be in those ears of yours. I hope you've cleaned them um, because I'm going to clean them out for you. As usual, we've got a cracking episode coming up. Uh, lots of bullshit from me, which most of you will probably uh, skip past, fast forward, I would imagine. Um, you know, don't blame you for those that listen to the, the this se- these segments. Thank you. Thank you very much for allowing me to um, verbally... Um, wank off into your ears. Um, <laughs> that's not it. Um, I did some, somebody asked me to describe what the podcast was like the other day, and I basically said, "Well, it's 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 me shouting at the air um, for for like half an hour, and then putting stuff on that people will be interested in." But um, there you go. Anyway, hello, welcome. Uh, my name. I am your host. I am Howard H. Smith, former lead singer. Well, yeah, I suppose still still the lead singer, but the band's not doing anything. Um, of uh, UK thrash band Acid Rain, who did some stuff back in the day. They've had a box set out this year. Yeah, stuff seems to be bubbling, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, um, and uh, mainly uh, stand-up. Stand-up for the last 15 years. You can find me as Keith Platt, professional Yorkshireman. Um, you can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Facebook, you can find Talking Bollocks on Twitter, Facebook. There you go. That is the big ego shout-out done. Let's move on. That is enough of me being a twat. So, um... Hello, it's lovely to have you all back here. Um, um, uh, yeah, feeling so much better than the last time we spoke. Um, obviously, I was full of cold medicine um, last time we spoke. Um, but um, uh, yeah, but, um, fully fucking rocking now. Um, and, and since I saw you last, uh, sorry, spoke to you last, that's just the senile dementia coming in there. Um, I, I've, had a, I've had a double hernia operation. Have you, Howard? Bloody hell, how did it go? It went very well, thank you very much. I am back, and um, you know it's uh, it's all good. Um, all I have to say, app name of the pod- podcast, talking bollocks. After the operation, aching bollocks. Um, I had to go back get the old uh, aching bollocks checked. There, I can assure you that this is not what you tuned in for, is it? I can assure you they're in they're in full working order. Uh, <laughs> and. Um, for any, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to go, let's just fucking move on, look, I'm okay, yep, stitched up, si- I literally split my own side, that's how fucking funny I am, that is how good my stand-up is, I split my own fucking sides, check that shit out, um, anyway, all sewn up and, and back and normal now, that's basically, that's the main thing, that's nothing to do with rock or metal or anything, that is the main thing that has happened since the last time, um, 
I spoke to you guys. Um, but anyway, look, mo- moving on, moving on with uh, with the podcast. First up, a big uh, a big thank you and shout out to um, to Sophie at Nuclear Blast. Um, uh, she's she sorted out a number of really cool interviews. I spoke to uh, Shmir a couple of days ago from Destruction. That's going to be coming up for you as a massive Christmas present, thrash metal present from me to you in December. Thrash metal special. I'm not going to say who else is on there, but let's just say it's somebody else from a thrash band there you go uh, but yeah it's it's all good it's all it's looking great but but hey let's let's crack on with this month i don't want to i don't want to uh, start you know upselling too much or front selling as i believe some people on some podcasts call it um yeah so uh that sounded that was a bit uh, that was a bit alan partridge that was some people call it um uh, anyway, yeah, thank you very much, Sophie. I do appreciate it, and um, you know, I I, I know you, you your day must be full of idiots like me bugging you and stuff like that. So I really do appreciate I, all of it. I really do, and um, and it was lovely to meet Annie, uh, your sidekick as well. Um, so thank you very much. Now people are always complaining that um, well, they're not. I just made that up. Some people have mentioned occasionally that um, I don't take pictures when I do these interviews and post pictures, and I. I gotta be honest. I kind of think. Well, you know, most of you know what I look like, and if you don't, fucking Google image it. My entire life is online, so you can find me from when I was a fresh-faced young kid to when I was performing with Suicide Watch and Reanimator last weekend. Hmm, see how I dropped that in there. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so, uh, so yeah, and and you know the people who I'm interviewing, you know what they look like. So, what do you fucking need a picture of? of us together for I mean you hear the interview we hear we're talking I mean you know it's for real you know it's them and I I don't know I just it just it just doesn't kind of feel right but um, so instead and I'm going to post this on the Facebook page although I don't know why I bother because no one seems to fucking go there but anyway just for my own sanity I am going to post a a picture of when I interviewed Schmier on the Destruction Tour um, tour bus a couple of nights ago Um, I got a picture of the of the toilet um, it was a lovely toilet, lovely uh, tour bus, and um, it's a really nice toilet. So I'm going to post that on there for you because that there you go. I mean, how many podcasts are offering you this kind of exclusive shit? Yeah, pictures of toilets on tour buses. In fact, actually, this is not pre-planned. Shall we do this? Shall I? Shall I just post a picture of the toilet from every tour bus I get on, and that can be that can be our thing, where other podcasts have like you know pictures of the presenter and the and, and the person they've interviewed together, you know, giving it the the the, the devil horns. How about just me posting pictures of toilets from tour buses there you go that's, that's what i'm gonna do uh, if anyone thinks that's a, a shit idea do tell me and i will make sure to and um I- ignore you um so uh and oh uh, another uh, another shout out to um and, and i'm not sure if this is the right pronunciation but to gadger of acid rain that's right um the uh the u.s um hip-hop band um acid rain um uh, Gadger, who's the main dude there, has um, has started following us on Twitter, which is really cool. So uh, we we tweeted him out a, a shout out, which he liked. He favorited, you know. He retweeted. We haven't heard back from him, but that's cool, you know. Twitter's not everyone's thing. So um, so that yeah, that was just really cool. It always it always makes me laugh because whenever Acid Rain are on a like a a site where there's you know the, the, like well YouTube or something like that or um or, or Last FM or something like that you see Acid Rain hip hop fans coming to it going this is bullshit man this ain't no fucking hip hop this is bullshit fucking metal man and then you see all the metalers going fuck off you cunt hip hop shit go and shoot people you fucking cunts 
Um, and you usually just see this this like visceral, uh, just people attacking, shredding each other, and it's quite amusing. But meanwhile, the band's just like you know we tweet each other, and everything seems cool. So um, so yeah, try not to give them a hard time if you see them around on the net. Um, what else have we got? Oh yeah. Um, Onslaught, um, uh, Sai from Onslaught, who I, who I know um, as well as I know anybody in the in the metal scene, um, uh, has got some uh, has got some issues with his son who is who is not well. So the Onslaught US and South American tour, um, he's actually sitting out and stepping in is Neil Turbin. Yeah, in case you didn't know any of this, I mean, you know, if you did, obviously you did, but if you didn't, yeah, it's, that's pretty amazing um, that uh, a Sai can't do it and Sai. Um, if you're listening, which I'm sure he's not, but you know, please, if anybody who knows Sai is listening, uh, give him my best. I have obviously sent him my best myself, but um, you know, it's it, it's really it's really just you know, it, it kind of brings everything back down to earth when you hear that shit. So, um, and Neil Turbin, eh? Wow, you know, I didn't realise he was still alive. <laughs> that's that's a joke. All right, um, I'm sure it'd be awesome. I mean, he certainly looks the part. You know, fucking. Harry chest the business. So, uh, I, I, yeah, that, I'm driveling. Sorry, um, that's rubbish. Anyway, look, I wish him the best of luck. If you go on that tour, if you go, sorry, if you go on that tour, you're in the band. So, hello, I know you. What the fuck? Um, if you go and see that tour, could you, um, could you just get back to me and let me know um, what it's like seeing Onslaught with Neil Turbin? It would be really, really cool. You can get hold of me. You can tweet at Talking Bollocks with a Z on the end, um, or you can email me Howard at AllAboutTheRock.co.uk. Uh, you can get hold of me in a myriad of ways through the Acid Rain Facebook page through the Talking Bollocks Facebook page, through the YouTube channel, through Twitter, fucking whatever. If Basically, if you've got hands and a computer, you can get in touch with me. But it, it, I, I'm genuinely interested to know, so it really would be cool to know if you could um, if you could let us know. Um, what else has been going on? Oh, fucking hell, Machine Head, eh? Two songs leaked. That can't be good. Yeah, more of those cunts who don't like paying for music weighing in there. I, I, I felt sorry for them, but, you know... It's to be expected in this day and age, unfortunately. But Rob Flynn has, you know, come out and owned it, and um, and quite a cool quote actually recently, which came from him, basically saying he was saying that new metal was starting to be sound a little samey, and um, or rather new metal coming out, not you know new metal, but new metal. Um, and I, you know, and I tend to agree. Um, you know, my thoughts on this production's sounding very samey, and it's a bit, you know, you know just just we we've got to watch ourselves in a metal community here. We have. Um, it's a, you know, I, I like to think that there is um, that we embrace originality in this um, uh, in this wonderful genre of metal. Uh, genre of metal, yeah. Genre of music. Is there anything else? Genre of metal. But it's um, you know, it, 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 there's definitely there's definitely a, a bit of um, some clones coming out there at the moment. Um, but anyway, anyway, speaking of uh, how awesome. Uh, you know the kind of music that we love and everything is um i have got to tell you now and i'm going to put a picture i'll tweet a picture of this or i'll put it on facebook or whatever if anybody's fucking interested i have just walked in uh, my flat tonight and a t-shirt that i've been waiting for for about three weeks has finally arrived awesome how fucking what is it like waiting for a shirt to come through the post that you're really fucking jazzed about getting hold of and it, i mean 
you know, if, if any, but that's what we do, isn't it? That's that's what we do in the metal community. We get ludicrously excited by things like, oh my god, oh my god, this T-shirt's gonna arrive. I'm like a fucking kid at Christmas, and uh, and I came in this morning, and literally, I've been opening my front door and just opening it slowly and slowly and slowly, and then listening to see if anything gets stuck between the door and the wall, or if the door's starting to get more difficult to push because that means something has arrived. And I did it again tonight, and I was like, I heard this like. This like squash of plastic bag, and I thought it's fucking here. Yeah, awesome DRI shirt. Um, it's um, it's one of the limited edition ones for the um, Spike Cassidy uh, benefit. So um, I um, I you know look that those guys have created so much cool music over the years that's enhanced my life. The least I can do is buy a shirt that goes towards um, uh, his his um, uh, his uh, benefit. And and just because he's made a recovery from cancer doesn't mean that he hasn't got massive medical bills that. You know, it's it's just it's it's cool to get a really fucking cool shirt and and to think you're helping somebody out as well. But um, it looks fucking awesome. By the way, I've got history here. I haven't just done this. I w- I did buy Dead Kennedys fucking hell, what were they drinks mats and uh, t-shirts for the uh, the defense fund when they got taken to court all those years ago for the uh, Geiger poster. So um, uh, this is this is this is awesome. This is just an awesome shirt. I'm so fucking excited. It's, I literally, I I just I'm. I I want the podcast to finish so I can put it on walk around in it. It's fucking great. Um and uh, and if any and if any of you are thinking out there that's a bit weird mate you really need to you know sort of grow up and move on. Um fuck you and uh, unsubscribe and don't listen again please because this is this is what it's all about. It's what the whole fucking genre is about. It is about just never ever losing that childlike enthusiasm for music you've liked since you were a kid. And if you are a kid and you're listening to this, don't worry. This is what you've got to look forward to. You're going to end up sounding like a fucking miserable old cunt like I am. Uh, well, not miserable, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is just that has made my day. That really has seen that there. Um, and um, and what else would I want to speak to you about? Oh yeah, I, I'm not going to make a big deal of this. I mean, a lot of people have spoken about it, but Gene Simmons's quote that that rock is dead. Yeah, my response: No, Gene, rock isn't dead, but I wish you were. And I'm just letting that just sit there for a bit because uh, some people think, oh, a bit harsh. No, um, I've heard Kiss. Um, not harsh enough. I mean, it's it's a they are a fucking embarrassment to music. Never mind metal. Um, there's no way they should ever be in the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They, I, I do not get what the fucking fuss is about. Yeah, I mean, amazing stage show and all the rest of it. Amazing stage show. So's Ramstein. Two differences. Go and see Ramstein. There is awesome, heaviness, immense music. Fucking just brilliant. You go and see Kiss and it's just pure dumb. Crazy, crazy nights. Do me a fucking favour. You put out a disco album. Fuck you. Sorry, I said I was going to make this a little short one on Kiss, but they just it just gets under my skin. It really does. Um, and, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, here's something else that was mentioned. <laughs> Michael Sweet of Striper um, was. I read an interview with him where he was saying that um, he doesn't under, he doesn't understand how he, how they can have over a million Facebook likes, but still no one's buying the music. And um, 
And I thought, well, basically, coming from somebody who believes that there's uh, a supreme being that lives in the clouds and actually gives a shit about us down here and what we do, that's hardly surprising. I mean, it, it should hardly be surprising that somebody who's devoutly Christian and it, it can't figure out the difference between Facebook likes and music purchases. I mean, obviously. But, I mean, how can anyone be so stupid? Uh, Michael... Clicking a mouse of the page of a band that you once bought an album of back in the day, and you you just sort of it's not it's it's not a like as in I'm now contractually bound to love everything you've ever done, and I want to hear what you're up to now. It means like yeah, I once liked you, or I, I once heard a song of yours that was all right. I mean, for fuck's sake, Jesus! I mean, I, mind you, I I'm, I'm old, but he's even older. So um, you know, just shut up, Granddad. You know, it's it's. It's fucking embarrassing. Um, now, no, no, I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of curtail things here. There's a few other things I want to talk to you guys about, but um, um, this isn't a new feature or, or anything like this. But this is something that is just it, it is a little different. Um, what you've got coming up now? Um, I had, um, I had, I had an email from a guy called Paul Flynn, who's an avid bollocker, as we know. You guys are now called, um, and um, and we were we were just trading emails and it, uh, about um, he had this thing about death metal and well you know is is Slayer death metal why aren't why aren't they and 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 why is that not considered why is death death metal but you know Sepultura isn't and it, it we, and we it, was, it was really interesting and he had some he had some like you know really interesting thoughts on it so um, so I rang the cunt up. <laughs> Um, yeah, we. Um, I, I said, look, right, let's 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 do this. Let's 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 chat, and um, and I'll stick it on the show. Um, and I thought that'd be pretty cool because you know, ultimately, um, I, you know, I am interested in what you guys think. It's it's not just all about me. So let's you know, let's let's talk, let's have a chat. So um, yeah, um, Paul Ryan, I rang him up, and um, here's our chat about death metal and metal in general. What a twat I am. Honestly, um, coming up is my conversation with Paul Flynn. Paul Ryan is somebody else that I know. Um, my my apologies, Paul. Um, if you, well, of course you're listening because you're going to want to hear how it sounds. Um, you all know what my, my my memory's like. My memory for people's names is fucking terrible. But do you know what the worst part of this is? Paul Flynn is actually on my phone, right in front of my beady little stupid fucking eyes. And I still say, Paul Ryan, my apologies, Paul Flynn, my apologies. Honestly, what a dick. What a fucking dick. Howard, you are a dick. Everybody say it after three. One, two, three. Well, you're right. Okay. Paul of the Flynn variety. Um, here's our chat coming up right now. Hello. Hello, Paul. Hello, mate. You okay? I'm, I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Excellent, excellent. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess we're just going to just um, have a natter, really. Okay, cool, yeah. Um, I know um, I, I, the, the emails that I got from you, um, yeah, you've, you've, re- you've really got this thing about death metal, haven't you? <laughs> no, no, it was, uh, I mean, my big thing probably uh, was flash metal back in the day and stuff, and still is, to be honest, but... I always had this thing about when death metal sort of, 
you know, reared its head and, and you know, with the, the involvement of sort of all the arise of, uh, of like napalm death and, and death, I always felt, weren't Slayer doing this already, you know? So, yeah, that, that's the, that was the sort of the, the question I posed. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Um, I, it's funny you should say that because personally, I I, I see I see Rain in Blood Rain in Blood as a as a really sort of I don't know for me it's probably the most the most punk thrash metal album there is um, yeah yeah but it but it's weird because it seems to have had a, a a big impact on on death metal as well um, yeah and it, I, it's not something I'd thought that much about until until you sort of posed the question and then and then I kind of started going back through it and. I don't know. I, I, as you as you might well as you as you probably know in the last sort of few podcasts, I did mention about um, uh, about death and about you know I I had their you know I got their albums. We were on the same label and um, and and I thought they were great, but I didn't I, I you know I wasn't aware of this death metal. I was just aware of death, and then yeah. you know and then I heard obituary and didn't think all all that much of it. Um, but, but then, and then there's a lot of people who say, "Well, well, actually, it's Venom who were the first death metal band." That's what I was going to mention, actually. Yeah, yeah, because even, yeah, even I won't say Motorhead were anywhere near death metal, but the, that sort of progression from Motorhead then into Venom and then into Slayer, and listening to like even the early Slayer stuff, like um, on on Show No Mercy, you know, that some of that's pretty heavy as well, isn't it? But you're right, yeah, Venom seemed to be the one that that, that sparked that, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, th- the thing is, we're all apt, when you think of Slayer, we're all apt to forget Show No Mercy, which is yeah. a, which is essentially Iron Maiden on, you know, speed it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is some real, there is some real cheesy, you know, metal going on there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think Hell Awaits is more of is a more of a death metal album than than Rain in Blood. That's for sure. No, I probably agree with that. Yeah, I love Hello Waits as well. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I love them. I love them both for like, for, for different reasons. And then I, I guess it's because it's before Slayer really sort of that Rain in Blood is when they is when they kind of found their modern like the sound that they still have today. And yeah. then it was kind of sort of some would say perfected, some would say not as well on South of Heaven. And then Seasons in the Abyss is when it really kind of just all sort of came together. Yeah, you see, I, I love Sounds of Heaven, even though it's uh, you know it's it's much slower in pace than um, the Rain and Blood. I think the song structures are are really really there. But you're right, and then by Seasons in the Abyss, they put it all together and just have, have their, their definitive sound, then, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm I I do like South of Heaven, but I do think it's a bit weak. There's a Judas Priest yeah. cover on there, and. You know, I, 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 you know, it, it has its moments, but I, I think, and it's definitely the sound of Slayer, um, probably well doing something they didn't, they, they haven't done since, which is changing slightly. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, the stuff like behind the crooked cross and um, and stuff like that is is you know was unimaginable almost like two albums ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, but we 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 get we're getting hooked up on on we we're getting um hung up on Slayer here. Um, so death metal wise, uh, are you yeah. are you a fan? Are you a fan of death? Yeah, metal? I am a fan. Yes, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Opus, which I know came a little bit later on, and and those, those growling sounds really probably define it. Hang but on. that was that was the other part of my question really. Is hang, what, on, what hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just let me stop you there for a second. Opus, aren't they that? 70s prog revival band. <laughs> I 
that's what they seem to have turned into now. I don't think they're their latest album yet. It's. I mean, I, I'm. I. I've heard like bits and pieces, and um, I'm. Yeah, I'm massively unimpressed. But yeah. I'm. I, I, you know, that, that's that's just me. But it it just seems such a weird fucking direction to go in. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I must admit, because when you you know you they're early stuff. They're really early stuff. You know, where where they're, they're just they're just belting out, and they're pretty much again another extension of maybe that thrash early death thing with lots of growling and. Then they really hit their mark, and then there's an album called Deliverance, which is really heavy as fuck, you know, as it's in terms of listening to that. But yeah, then they, they progressed on with Ghost Reveries, great stuff. But the last album before uh, this one, Heritage, yeah, they just stopped all the, uh, the the heavy stuff completely by the looks of it. But the new one, yeah, I agree with it. Does sound like seventies, yeah, prog folk almost. And uh, yeah, I don't know why he took that direction. Uh, it, it is very, very strange. Um, yeah. As is the weird sound that's developed on the, on this phone call. There's a, a weird clicking sound, but don't worry. I'm, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucking odd. You probably can't hear it at your end, but it's um, no, it's I can't, weird. No, no. no, no. Well, I'm, I'll just have to apologise to everybody before that's we right. before well, we do Alan, this. You probably haven't put a fifty pence in the meter. Hey, fuck off, you cheeky cunt. So, um, so right. Sorry, I I, I was kind of like. I, I was kind of in shock at you mentioning Opeth there. So, so yeah, what was yeah, what was yeah, what was your what was your what was your um what was your gateway into um well yeah I mean what what do you think is you what was your personal gateway into into death metal? And um, probably going back to, to although I know they get called grindcore and we were talking about genres the other day probably death and um, napalm death scum right. Right. So it would have been, yeah, it would have been that way into Carcass and things like that at the time. So it was, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the way, way I got in. Although, interestingly, I think going back to Onslaught, uh, you know, their first albums like Power From Hell and The Force, I think they're pretty heavy as well as they moved through. And I didn't see there was a great transition from them into, uh, into the likes of Death, you know? Well, it's funny you should say that, because Power From Hell, of course, but Onslaught were a punk band. And, right. Uh, and and you, you mentioned... Um, Oh, oh, fucking hell! Who else did you mention there? I was just listening. Uh, Napalm Death. Yeah, now, now, see, Napalm were were more about punk as well when yeah. they when they first came out. Like you said, Scum. I mean, it was. I mean, we'll put it this way. I I saw um I saw the original Napalm Death, um, yeah. and they were supporting DRI, and that was what well, I think that was DRI's first time over here. Right. Um, so that's you know it's, it's kind of it. holy terror were on the bill as well. Fuck knows why I've yeah. never figured that one out. Um, <laughs> met John Peel that night as well. How fucking weird is that? Um, well, he was he was right behind them, palm definitely off though, wasn't he? He felt that there was something quite exciting going on there, but. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. And, and funnily enough, you mentioned Carcass as well. Now, I yeah. I think a lot of people will be listening to this if they are fans of Carcass. They'll be listening to this going, fuck off, Carcass were never death metal. No, Car- no, no, Car- no. Car- Carcass were... sort of edged that way in, didn't he, when they hit Heartwork and stuff, we're turning into a much more metal band then. Um, what do you think to um, Surgical Steel? Yeah, I think it's fantastic, yeah. It's fucking awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean... That was... And that, that, that goes back to, to the working, you know, the, the sound that they probably had around Heartwork, maybe a bit heavier at the time, because a lot of Heartwork reminded me of Iron Maiden in a weird sort of way, but, you know, obviously with a heavier edge. But going back to their early stuff where they were they were just raw, weren't they, at that time, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I've got to admit, um, I kind of missed the boat on Carcass. They were, it, yeah. it, it, it was like, well, you know, Thrash was over by then, and we were all kind of like, you know, that was on the way up, and and uh, yeah, Thrash was pretty much <laughs> on the way down slash down slash dead. Um, and and it's funny as well because I've been asked recently about you know oh do you you know how do you feel about the fact that death metal killed thrash metal off and um, mm. I, yeah. I I don't think that was the case at all. No, I don't at all. No. Um, I think what what you had was basically thrash had run its course really. Yeah. Um, and death metal didn't kill it kill it off. It just thrash died, and uh, death metal was emerging. I I don't I don't think they were linked. Do you know what I mean? I think like you know, thrash died on its own. It wasn't murdered. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, because you know, you, death metal was on its way up, sort of late eighties, anyway, early nineties. So there was some crossover there, wasn't there? You know, Deicide were releasing albums at the same time as as say Pantera released sort of uh, Cowboys from Hell. Or, you know, so there, there was a small crossover. So I think you're right. I don't think they. It killed it, did it? Uh, not really, no. But um, I, I'm. It's an interesting question, like you said that, that that you you posed initially about. Well, you know, is Rain and Blood a death metal album? I mean, I think we both <laughs> agreed, no fucking way. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I, well, I can't speak for you, but I can't. Um, it, when I started thinking about it, and why I wanted to call you and talk about this was it, it's a, it was a good question because you set me thinking about. Well, why isn't it then? Yeah. Why, well, that, that was the other bit, isn't it? What makes death metal death metal? If, it, if it's the lyrics or something, then Slayer's got it in abundance, isn't it? If it's the growls, then that's a whole different thing. But it's, uh, yeah, I agree. So, you know, Rain and Blood is, 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 a, is a whopping thrash album. Yeah, borderline and on the punk side. So it's, uh, but yeah, sorry, go on. No, no, not at all. No, I was, I was letting you roll with that. You were, um, you, you're doing a great job of hosting the show yourself there. No, it's all right. I've run out of now. Um... Uh, no, uh, well, it's it, it's a really good question because I think I think the the, the components of death metal, what you've got to have there, it, it it starts with well, I was going to say it starts with the lyrics, but having said that, um, the new Misery Index album I've got, which some people would say is death metal, and I just tend to think I think of it more as thrash metal with blast beats. Yeah, um, yeah. because there tends to be. So have you have you heard it by the way? I know I've been going. No, on. I actually haven't heard of them. Oh, yeah. oh right, because well, oh well, you twat, you haven't been listening to the podcast then. <laughs> I must have missed that. Then. Yeah, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm pushing. I've been really been pushing Misery Index. Um, uh Really, I, yeah. Get, get a listen to the new album. It is, it is just absolutely rocking. Um, but, uh, but, but to the extent that, like I said, some of it I feel is just is just thrash. Um, with, uh, you know, with a um, uh, with with blast beats. Yeah, um, yeah. And because there tends to, there, there, there's some quite sort of contemporary um, stuff on there, you know, there's some contemporary uh, lyrics, etc. But it, there's a shitload of blast beats and um, yeah. and sort of Chuck Skulldiner kind of vocals as well. Right. Um, so are they marketed as a death band? Is that what they see themselves in? You know. Well, I don't think so. uh, the Killing Gods. That's the album you need to get hold of, or at least the Killing Gods. Yeah, get get a listen to it. See what you think. I'll be interested in carrying this uh, conversation on. But anyway, according to Wikipedia, no less. Right. Mm. Death metal is an extreme uh, subject. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Right. It's it's um, it typically employs heavily distorted and downtuned guitars. Played with techniques such as palm muting and tremolo p- 
picking, deep growling vocals and screams, aggressive powerful drumming featuring double kick or blast beat techniques, minor keys or uh, um, an abrupt tempo, key and time signature changes, and chromatic chord progressions. The lyric themes of death metal may invoke slasher film stylized violence. Well, hey, motherly love, acid rain with fucking death metal. Yes. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, Satanism, religion, occultism, Lovecraftian horror, uh, nature, mysticism, nature. I love that death metal songs about nature. The storm is coming. I better bring me. I better bring me fucking clothes in. They're gonna get blown away. Um, so philosophy, science fiction, and oh, and politics. So that's pretty much fucking everything then. Hang on, they've just named everything that goes on in every any kind of fucking metal. Fuck you, Wikipedia. Fuck you. And it's just, <laughs> and they describe. Um, oh, oh, right. Oh, uh, and they made. Oh, they may describe acts including mutilation, dissection, torture, rape, cannibalism, and necrophilia. Hmm. Oh. And he says, Go back to again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Venom, building from the musical structure of thrash metal and early black metal, death metal emerged in the mid 1980s. Bands such as Venom, Slayer, Celtic Frost, and Creator were important influences on the genre's creation. Possessed yeah. and Death, along with Obituary, Deicide, Cannibal Corpse, and Morbid Angel, are often considered the pioneers of the genre. I'm just thinking this is brilliant, isn't it? People are thinking, oh, this would be an interesting feature. And what they get is me reading Wikipedia <laughs> down the phone to someone. <laughs> Fucking fascinating. Um, but yeah, that, that sort of comes back. That that's kind of sort of says what we were talking about there. That whilst, you know, Venom, Slayer, Celtic Frost and Creator, we, they're all, you wouldn't say any of them are death metal bands. No. But they've all kind of had an impact. And I would say, yeah, Possessed, Death, Obituary, Deicide, Cannibal Corpse and Morbid Angel. That's, that's a pretty good shout, really, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, the last bit there seems pretty accurate, doesn't it? But uh, thank God I never wrote that anyway and submitted that <laughs> yeah. to Wikipedia. Well, well that, that's, that's the... That, you've got the big four in Thrash, that's the big six. The big six. Possessed, Death, Obituary, Deicide, Cannibal Corpse and uh, Morbid Angel. Yeah, um, death now as well. I think it's weird, but yeah. No, death are not touring. It is called it, uh, um, oh, it's called Death to All, and it's it's musicians doing a tribute, and all of the proceeds go to um, Chuck Skuldiner's um, foundation. Right. And they also show um, uh, videos between songs of Chuck being interviewed and behind the scenes stuff, and and there's. Pictures go up. It, it the whole night is a is a is a just a brilliant tribute. I saw it um, when it was here end of last year, about a year right, ago. Great, I'll um, get to that then. Yeah, because it oh. came up on, a, on the phone the other day, and I thought that's strange. Yeah, that's so I hadn't looked into it so much. Yeah. Oh no, it's 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 really cool because it's basically it's. Just, I mean, when I went to see it, there was two members of Cynic who toured. Uh, mm. The Human album, I think, um, were were part of the, part of the lineup. It was it was fucking great. And um, uh, and and they played spiritual healing, and when that came through the fucking PA, it was just oh, dun, 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 oh, fucking hell! And that double bass, that double bass break there, it just absolutely rocked. Yeah. 
So, uh, so yeah, I can I can heartily recommend that, mate. Definitely. Yeah, well, I'll be getting to that. Providing there's nothing that gets in the way, but I'm trying to make sure nothing does. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> uh, and by the way, um, uh, are you aware? Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to come across like I've got loads of fucking knowledge now, like I always try no, no, to. Come on. The truth is, I've just fucking read it. Do you know who who actually came? Was the first to come up with the um, uh, with the the term death metal? No. Uh, apparently, it was Possessed's first demo. Was okay. called was called Death Metal. Ah, right, okay, and that's it. And that's swept along. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Oh my God, the variety of some get these subgenres: melodic death metal, technical death metal, doom death, doom. Um, then we go into gore grind, death grind, grindcore, deathcore, metalcore. My f- my nature, nature, nature metal. No, metal. no, we haven't got nature metal, unfortunately. But I tell you what, we have got death and roll. Death and roll. Death and roll, which combines uh, death metal's growled vocals and distorted tuned guitars with elements of seventies hard rock and heavy metal. Um, Who the fuck is death and roll? If no. I, I am gonna have to, I'm gonna have to like put an all points bulletin now on the podcast to find out if anybody knows what a death and roll band is. Death ability, it'll be something like that. Death ability. I, I like quite, quite like the idea of nature death. Actually, you've got me there. <laughs> uh, well, look, look, mate, it's it's been it's been a pleasure. Yeah, and really, yeah. it's pleasure. I think I think we've kind of um, uh, we we kind of got to where we're going there slowly but surely, haven't we? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, we could have kept going, could have kept going for ages, but yeah, 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 we bore yeah. the life out of everybody. So yeah, that, that, that's it. It will just be a case of the two of us going on and on, and then thinking, Jesus, why am I even recording this? Is, <laughs> you is... might still think that when you listen to it back. Oh, mate, I will not be listening listening back to it. Don't give don't give me the, that kind of professional um, uh, uh, credit. I'll just top and tail it and stick it on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad the wife didn't come in and say tea's ready then. No, that shit's brilliant. It's a shame she didn't. Have you got a dog? Can you get a dog to bark in the background? Because then no, it's... no, no, oh. only the neighbours. No. It's it's not it's not it's not a real fucking phone call, and, and it's not a real sort of broadcast over a phone unless there's a dog barking in the background somewhere. <laughs> you can't have a dog barking in the background. Usually ambulances and things go past actually here, so to say that hasn't happened. Uh, well, that would have been extremely apt while we we're talking about death metal. Yeah, yeah, I mean? actually, yeah, yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody, just uh, you know, b- banging ahead a bit too much to uh, some nature core and uh, <laughs> getting taken away by ambulance. Falling yeah. off a branch or something. Yeah, fucking nature core. What a but. Actually, hey, hey, I've just realised. Hey, that first from me. I- I've just realised <laughs> what it is. Yeah, yeah, nature core. It's a branch of death metal, isn't it? Oh. oh. And on that bombshell, yeah. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, mate. Go and get your tea. No worries, and you, Howard. See you, see you later, mate. Take care, mate. Bye see bye. you. Bye bye. And there you go. That was um, that was Paul Flynn. And um, uh, look, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, like I say, it's not not necessarily a new a new feature, but you know, if if anybody um, if anyone feel, if anyone feels like having a chat, you know, then um, you know, look, you can get in touch with me if we you know if we hit it off, you know, we can have a date on the phone. <laughs> 
But um, thanks a lot again for that, Paul. And um, and and he was messaging me after that, saying like, "Oh, go, you know, sorry, sorry, I was so nervous." And I thought, I and I don't know about any of you listening, but I thought, you know, he's he, Paul did a really, really good job there. Held held his end up, uh, taught me a few things, and um, yeah, it was um, you got a few, you got a futuring podcasts, Paul. But um, don't fucking do one and go into competition with me, you ungrateful cunt. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Um, Right, just to let you all know, I am now resplendent in my DRI shirt. And you know what? I feel so much fucking better for that. Uh, just uh, did a little bit of editing there. and Because, yes, I do actually do some editing. This thing doesn't actually just throw itself together, although sometimes it might sound like that. Um, but, yeah, uh, and um, fuck me. Feel, feeling great. It's so cool, isn't it, to have a, a, that new T-shirt feel when you first put that shirt on and the print is still sort of like, you know, rough to touch and, and it just smells like... It just smells of t-shirt print. Can you smell that? Can you? Can you smell that? Oh, it's just... It's lovely. I love it. <laughs> anyway, right. So I've got my shirt. <laughs> um, uh, what else do I want to uh, have a talk to you about? I, I, I know it's been done to death. And, and I know Lars has come out and said how great they are. So obviously that is... Um, you know, that's gospel. But um, you too and your free album. Fuck you! Jesus Christ! I know there's people out there going, oh yeah, free music, what a bastard. Oh no, I don't want a free album. No, I don't actually. No, I don't want your fucking free album. Fuck you. I'm so glad it's backfired in such in such massive style. I mean, trust Apple, that pack of cunts. Please keep my podcast on iTunes. But trust Apple, that pack of cunts, to do something like this. Can you imagine? They're just a perfect band for Apple to partner with. Just a fucking pack of millionaire wankers. Oh, but, but Bono has done so much for charity and politics over the years. Yes, but you're still never seen without those annoying sunglasses, so he's a cunt. Um... Yeah, yeah, just, just fuck you. I don't know about anyone else, but they, they, wherever you are in the world listening to this, there's a U2 advert paid for by Apple. And by the way, yeah, they gave away their album for free. That's so cool. No, they got paid millions to do that. So I just, just fucking shove that whole free, aren't they benevolent, aren't they wonderful fucking attitude and ram it up your ass. If you're out there and you, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much guessing that like you know, 98% of people listening to this are going, yep, totally agree with you, Howard. You know, and actually that is a bit of fucking, that's a bit of a sweeping generalisation, isn't it, really? But if you, you know, if if you're in that two percent that don't agree, fuck you. Um, but um, you know, that that's by the way, that's how I, um, that's how I win an argument. Um, by having a podcast all of my own and swearing at people who disagree with me and have no right to reply. And if you guys decide you want to email me and ring you up, yeah, that's not going to make the show because that's just going to be me ringing you up going, cunt, 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 cunt. Um, but anyway, I mean, uh, who knows? Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should have that on the show. Um, so, yeah, in summation, fuck you, you two. Fuck you, Apple. Um and uh, unfortunately, if you listen to the last podcast, you know I um, interviewed Corey Clark, which was um, which was great fun. And and we were um, and we were we were, I was going to go down the show and hang out and see my mates Fuck Shuffle who were, who were opening and uh, and see Warrior Soul and, and have a chat with Corey. Um, and um, uh, I can't. I've been. I've I've I'm I've got a comedy show booked um, that's just come in. So uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it. So uh, sorry about that, Corey. If you're listening, he's not, is he? Let's be honest. Let's let's be serious. Um, but um, yeah, shame. So I'm going to message him and let him know. But um, bit of a bummer, really. Never mind. 
Never mind. Um, next up, um, as some of you will know, I often mention the Metal Sucks podcast. Um... Uh, because uh, the the two motherfuckers on that show are two of my favourite motherfuckers in the Twitterverse, which are which is Godless and um, uh, and Chuck the bearded ape and Godless the Godless one, um, as are we all. Um, yeah, it, and and basically those guys very cool. They've they've promoted talking bollocks. Um, well, actually, they're the only ones who have. Apart from you guys out there, and I love you for it, and thank you very much because you keep spreading the word, and it's amazing. But the only people who are actually out there genuinely just, you know, publicising Talking Bollocks, apart from you zines out there and people who have done, and, you know, thank you all for doing that, uh, are Metal Sucks, a fellow podcast. Um, and it's really awesome that they do that. And um, they have this thing called a speak pipe, which is basically, um, this is what, you know, we'd do if, we, if it was a proper podcast. Um, well, it is, no, and, and, and the guys are all about The Rock, who host this, and I can't believe I've left it so late in the show to say all about the rock.co.uk. You need to get there. There's going to be there's some fascinating stuff on there. Uh, Matt Denny, who organised the Mordred tour. Hey, see the fucking link there? Yeah, I fucked it up because I should have done this in a bit. But they've just taken... Matt Denny is now writing for um, for All About The Rock and writing very well and very cool stuff there. It's going to be some really interesting stuff about Slipknot coming up on there, so check that out. Um, but uh, And get to allabouttherock.co.uk. But yeah, the Metal Sucks, guys. Um, there you go, Tangent fans. That I think that might have been the first one. Uh, I'm not sure, but that's... Uh, there you go. I know, I know you tune in for those, Tangent fans. Um so the guys at Metal Sucks have the speak pipe. Um, so if you go on the on Metal Sucks and you go onto the page of the podcast, on each podcast um, there is this thing called a speak pipe at the bottom. Basically, you can just hit record, and if your laptop's got a, a mic or you can plug a mic into it, or if you're on Android or um, fucking shitty Apple, uh, you can even do it on your smartphone, and you can basically ask them a question um, on that, and it gets back to them, and they they listen to them all and decide which ones to play on the show, and um, and they very very kindly played one of my questions, which was really really cool. So um, if you want to hear what happened then you can go to the uh, the episode of Metal Sucks. Um, I'm, uh, I should have planned this. I didn't actually, uh, I didn't actually plan this, uh, that I was going to do so much plugging. But um, if, you go, if you go to Metal Sucks, um, go to the podcast page, and it's the episode um, with, let me just check. Right, it's the episode where they, uh, <laughs> um, they do a feature on Pornhub, believe it or not. Um, yes, that's right. It's episode 69. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I get it now, guys. Fucking hell. Yeah, stupid me. Last on the bus as usual. Um, so, yeah, episode 69, you'll be able to hear me on. And thanks for having me on, guys. It was really cool. Um, uh, and I appreciate it. And um, and I and I and I, I would say to all of you bollockers out there, um, definitely worth a listen to. Uh, if you want to hear a properly produced podcast with beautiful, rich tones done in a proper studio and all the rest of it, uh, that's the one. Um, if you want to uh, listen to a uh, one that sounds like it's cobbled together in a fucking shed at the bottom of the garden, keep listening. Welcome. It's lovely having you along. It it is honestly, it is. I I do appreciate it. Um, uh, anybody, anyone shouted bollocks um, at a gig? Just a reminder, if nobody um, heard on the last episode, um, if you are into talking bollocks, if you are at a gig, any gig, doesn't matter if it's metal or Madonna, if you're at a gig, wait for uh, a little, you know, wait for some, you know, where there's music not coming over the PA or just where, there's, where there's just, you know, there's a nice sort of dead spot in the night and just shout bollocks, just shout bollocks, right? If you hear that, you have to shout bollocks back! 
And if you hear that, you have to shout, Talking Bollocks, to complete the triumvirate. I would love to hear from any of you who have done that. That would be, um, that would just be awesome. That would make my fucking year to hear that someone, to hear that you guys have done that. Uh, that we've infected somebody else's gig. That'd be cool. Um, and speaking of somebody else's gig, um, I was at the Fear Fest in Birmingham um, last Saturday and I got to do two tunes with um, my good friends uh, Suicide Watch and also a tune with, um, I nearly said the Dead Kennedys, with Reanimator and we did the Dead Kennedys uh, tune, Two Drunks Fuck. It was great fun. Uh, it was great fucking festival um at the asylum in birmingham check it out they've just announced mordred angel uh, mordred <laughs> mordred's coming up soon i just created a band mordred angel <laughs> how cool is that band right that is a thrash death funk band i think that w- that would have been fucking awesome wouldn't it mordred angel that is a band i want to see that band i want to fucking see that band now that is, uh, Dave Vincent, go and go and join Mordred, write some tunes. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Um, so anyway, they've got a Mordred... Uh, oh, I've done it again! Shut up, you dick! Morbid Angel are, um, are are playing there next year. I think it's March. Not sure. I, again, didn't plan this, but it's just come to mind. I thought it'd be cool to do a, a plug for them. So yeah, Morbid Angel uh, will be playing in Birmingham. They're doing a whole one of their early albums, one of the good ones, let's be honest. Um, and um, uh, and yeah, so go, go and check that out if you're in the area next year. Yeah, just look for the Asylum. You'll find it or the Fear Fest, and you'll find links through to um, to all of that. Um, so anyway, look, without further ado, I know why you tuned in and it wasn't listening to this motherfucker go on like a broken bust-ass record. Um, for those of you who know what a record is. Um, look, guys, um, gig of the year so far for me, um, Mordred, um, for various reasons. First time I've actually got to see him. Um, we played a lot of venues um, that were very similar, as you'll hear in the interview. We, ne- we never actually got to play together, which we both kind of scratched our heads about going, really, didn't we? Um, but no, we didn't. So this is a really cool chat that took place on the day of the gig, which was very cool, organised by Matt Denny, um, who is now writing for All About The Rock, All About The Rock.co.uk, get down there. Um, so yeah, uh, this is an interview with Scott and Arthur of uh, Mordred um, and took place on the day of the gig it was very very cool it's a really nice chat it's quite long I think it comes in at just under an hour so um, hey an hour off from this whinging cunt hey who's complaining about that no one so ladies and gentlemen without further ado would you please welcome the wonderful Mordred uh, right okay um, uh I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm here at the uh, the Easing into Camden Academy once again, and um, I'm joined by Scott Holderby, Arthur Lebron, uh from Mordred. Um, hi guys, hello, uh, welcome back. Well, thank you very much. It's, yeah, it's, it's been it's a great while. to be back. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's, it's been a little while. Um, I, I mean, we were talking earlier, Scott, about like you know years gone by because yeah. our bands I used to be in a, a band called Acid Rain and we That's were always right. on the road and you guys were always on the road and we, I never got to catch you live and we never played together and all the rest of it. Um, That's a shame. You know what? You guys should reform and then yeah. in two years we'll what come back. What would it take to get yeah. you guys back together? Well, yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah, it's, it's amazing. You've had those conversations as well. Yeah. I, I, That's I mean, what got us over here. It was the question. What would it take to get you guys over here again? And, it, and, it, but, and, and, and the answer the answer is always the same thing, which is unfortunately money. 
Yeah. Because with, without that, nothing happens. That's true. Yeah. Um, and I know you've done some crowdfunding as well. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all we funded this whole trip, just with the, the crowdfunding and with the guarantees from the shows. That's awesome. We're yeah. very proud of it too. I mean, we were just squeaking by, but I mean, the fact that we were able to do it without any sort of uh, control, other than you know, we controlled ourselves and you know what the crowd was able to get together for us. You know, we didn't have to rely on like weird outside deals. If we do this, we'll do this for you. You know, it's it's just all about you know everyone chipped in and here we are it's great because it's a lot less of a business isn't it it's it's, it's, it's absolutely it's, not it's a business of... at all <laughs> it's a it's a jobby business must be done but not in the way not in the traditional sense where you know back scratching needs to occur necessarily everyone that we are have been working with so far is so cool and they're very supportive and we support them it's been great and they the I kind of want to go back a little bit because um, obviously you, you know you, you're back and it's, you know it's great to have you back. But I um, I was just wondering, given how the band, uh, well, there's many many years between you know now the last and recording and, and yeah, and, and I'm kind of because my attitude has changed a lot to like you know people saying you know our reform and originally it was like. Oh, Fuck you, <laughs> you know. Just let me get on with my life, you know. And I've I've done stand up for fifteen years, and still people go, "Okay, when are you going to reform?" Christ, <laughs> you know. And it, it, over the over the years, you kind of you know your your perspective changes, and sometimes you think, "Oh, that actually might that be quite nice." And I don't know. It, it's well, I could say one thing about that. Yeah, I have a son, and Jim also has a son, and they're best friends, and they're ten, and. To see yourself through their eyes and to have your son think that you're cool <laughs> and to love your band and to be totally excited for your band and to he comes to our rehearsals and it's it really made me a lot more excited to do it and um, not that I wasn't excited anyway but um, but it, it certainly was a factor right yeah and also, too, these guys are like my brothers, and even though we haven't been playing together on and off or whatever we did, we still all hang out together all the time. Oh, that's and cool. we always have. And, yeah. And that's amazing. So there was, there was no kind of bitterness from the, that doesn't happen. From the split? Or, doesn't, no, no, not really, no. I mean, maybe maybe they're for like a, a minute when that it, when it first happened. Family. Same thing as any yeah. really close relationship with friends. It's, yeah. you know, it's like you know, if you imagine like you and your brother, like you, you know, your brother like gets into some sort of bad thing, and he like you know don't steals, touch your, my drunk steals your favorite you album and yeah. sells it or something, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. But you eventually forgive and forget whatever, however you know, yeah. badly it was. It's, yeah, it's forgotten. Well, the thing is, we were we were all young as well back in the day. I mean, and, and don't you feel when you're when you're younger that you're just oh so important? Yeah. And yeah, how the world the world's all about you. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and as you, you, you know, I guess I, I hate to say the word mature, but uh, you know, as you do, you realize that you know. I maybe, still contain the same amount of testosterone, so that you're speaking for yourself in this case. <laughs> I, I too can. <laughs> <laughs> can. <laughs> yeah, well, Just well, is it, I have well, no testosterone. <laughs> There was singers, testosterone, and uh, and, and the uh, the LSD lead singers disease. 
Um, what's, what exactly is Leedsinger disease? Um, I, well, uh, thank you very much for asking me that. Real <laughs> Leedsinger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think it's, um, in some cases it's, it's genuine, in some cases the you know, singer definitely sees the band as the, almost like their employees, you know, without me, you know, the show doesn't happen, I'm the focal point, all the rest of it. Oh, okay. but, but I also think there's, the, 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 there's something that's kind of, that's genuine about being a singer, that people think, hmm, it's like, for instance, having to rest your voice. So yeah. if you have to rest your voice and go somewhere and, and kind of think, look, the only way I can rest my voice is if there's not people around. Because if you like me, if there's people yeah. around, I'll fucking talk to you. That's the same way I am. And you yeah. can probably hear the state of mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. State of mind, like it. Um, and, um, and the thing is that... You, the, I'm an so, artist. And, <laughs> and my state of mind is such that I need to... Keep people away. So that I might spellbind them later. Yeah. <laughs> but if, so if you have to... So if you do have to, like, save your voice, for instance, you have to put yourself in a room where there's not going to be anybody or you're going to go and sit on the bus and be away from people. People mm. naturally think, oh, oh I see. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. So you, you're instant asshole, basically. And where, where in effect, it's like, well, no, I'm, you know, I just see, can't. Unfortunately, I, I never can shut up and I always will just go wherever and I've never been able to, to sit backstage or on the bus or anything. I'm always in the mix. That's weird. The weird thing is that's how I am on a basis and I stay away I just how I am, just in general. Uh, but seeing old friends on the road is, is great. So I know that uh, I want to see a lot of people who I haven't seen for a long time, just to remind myself. But uh, yeah, uh, Scott is definitely way more out there than I am. <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> yeah, and that's, uh, and that, yeah, that's um, and that's a compliment. I think that's Scott. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, when you you were on Noise Records, weren't you? Yeah. No, but, uh, yeah. Northern Russia. Yeah, yeah, because there was just like horrendous stories about about noise records. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of weird that you got picked up by a German label as an American band. I yeah. Mean, they, were they, did they pick you up as a licensing deal or was it? Was no, it they they um, when we were pretty much ready to to record our first record, um, they were also shopping around because the Bay Area had uh, uh, sort of a lot of, of groups and. Um, a sound like the Bay Area sound, yeah. And they wanted to have an act that was like that, but then they got mortared. <laughs> <laughs> there were other labels that we were we had been talking to, and um, it was right at the time, really, when um, you know it seemed as if there was a if there was a door closing. It was right around that time when they were they were uh, picking up bands, thrash bands. Not every band got signed, or you know, it took a while for violence to really get out there. Yeah. And we were playing with those guys all the time. We're looking great, and I don't think they ever get signed. I think they did, maybe. Um, I think they did. Yeah. Then he get picked oh, up yeah. on like a. Yeah, I mean, it just it just seemed like we were, uh, the feeling for us was like that you know there was no time. We we're about to be whoever was going to grab on us, we were going to grab on us, and noise had the first offer, and I think. Metal they passed on us, or I don't know. Uh, we were like Roadrunner Records. There's a Roadrunner, yeah. Yeah, and no, they didn't pass on us. They wanted us. Oh well, look, you you you're in good company there. We, we, we got passed on. Negotiation with them. Yeah, we we got passed on by everybody. Noise noise rang us up about a week before we were about to sign to the label that we were going to sign with. So 
that kind of that never happened. But um, it's kind of, it, again, you have to talk about labels and signing, getting out there. I mean, everything's changed so. Exactly. Yeah, you don't even need a label anymore. And it's funny because yeah. Noise did a different deal for each of our records. First one was CBS. <laughs> So we ended up on the record and tape club. I don't know if you guys have that over here, but no, no, you, it's so. like you send away and oh, you get shit. like ten free yeah, records. Yeah, one cent for twenty five. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, I'm remembering that. I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then they start sending you records, and if you don't like sign up for a thing or whatever, buy buy two by a certain amount. Anyway, that's I that was know, our I, first record. I'd completely so. forgotten about that. You I felt right. yeah, that. We're, we're that old school. Yeah, Columbia House was cool. Yeah. Colonial House Record and Tape. But that was part of CBS. Yeah. Yeah. Owned by CBS. So is that one album on CBS? And then BMG. And I think that the vision was on BMG or Futurist. I can't remember. But when we were looking for our tapes, we'd call up BMG. Look, just looking for our tapes because they, I think they bought out Noise, their catalog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, they're like, oh, dude, you're still signed to our label. Uh, we're like, what? Fuck. <laughs> no, really? They're like, well, how much, how much you want? What are you doing? We'll so put it out for you. They've been pretty cool. They're yeah, they've been nice. Yeah, wow. They're totally. Yeah, I think that labels now have yeah, less of a, of, a, um, of, a, of a place to stand where you actually, in a, especially in our position, we're not trying to get to some other level and we don't need to be in any place. We're just, we just want to occasionally be able to come through and play for the people that appreciate what we do. Yeah. And we're not trying to right. to, to like, you know, make some kind of a comeback. We're, we're not trying not, to make it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. that's not well, where we're at. It, come. No. Yeah. Well, what, <laughs> there is no it anymore, unless you're banging out. Whether we could or whether we couldn't, that's really not what we're here for. We're yeah. purely here because we were invited here and we thought where else would we want to be other than here? I mean, there's other places, of course, that we would want to be as well. Mm -hmm. But we had so many memories and so many good friends and so many experiences here mm -hmm. that, um, that and, and also, too, at a time when not everybody understood or appreciated what we were doing, Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like people here really understood and got it. Well, it's, it's funny you should say that because I think the same thing happened with Faith No More. It, yeah, like, I agree. They, they, I mean, they were like a top thirty band over here and like meant nothing in the states, and it broke eventually. Yeah. No, I think that they they got pretty big in the states. Oh no, they, I, it happened. Yeah. It, it did happen for them. I think there was one day. I remember reading an interview back in the day, and there was one day where the real thing sold more copies in one day than it had done in the previous six months, mm -hmm. and that's because mm -hmm. Epic broke on MTV. Oh right. But yeah. but the point I'm kind of making a long journey of getting to was that do you think do you think it's kind of like a is that a is that a kind of UK audience thing is that just being so. a little bit more open-minded liking yeah. the liking the quirky shit I where, think that, and labels I hear think, quirky and go hmm where's that you know which market is that yeah. I think that what happened because especially during that period of time everything was very segregated metal was metal yeah. Yeah. thrash metal was thrash metal yeah um, whether it was a hairspray kind of Glam metal, glam oh, metal was yeah. around, and but there wasn't much moving around between that. But where we come from, in the land of skateboarding and and all these things, um, we were exposed to many many different styles of music, and because of this, we didn't just we of course we loved metal and we loved all this other stuff, but we were able to you know keep it. Keep it so that we were never bored with our sound. We just kept coming back with something that excited us. 
Yeah. A lot of our music also is a reflection of what we all liked uh, outside of just one genre of music. You know, yeah. We're all pretty, we've been playing music for a long time, uh, both individually and in, in the band. And, you know, we like experimenting. We're an experimental band. One of the things as well is you've got Experimental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You're full of it. It's oh, I'm so full of it. Yeah, yeah. Did he tell you he does stand up? <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, the thing is that it's like metal is kind of like the, it's like the foundation, isn't it? It's kind of like yeah, the thing that brings everyone together. together. Every and building needs a foundation. Where there is a thrash pit, yeah, so yeah. it could be punk, it could well, be we, metal. We actually, and then you bring we all of your different the metal side. Yeah, so, but then but, you bring all of your different influences. But we did come out of, out of punk rock, rock too. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were very into punk rock before, like yeah. before I got into metal, that's really what I was really into. Yeah. Punk rock. Me too. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, I, I yes. got into kind of I got into metal and then punk kind of very quickly. After I'm really, that. I was yeah. really upset earlier because I found out uh, Sham 69, Angelic Upstarts, and the Cockney Rejects are playing within the next couple of months here. Yeah, I'm gonna miss them. Yeah, and it's original '77 lineup. Sham, oh, yeah. see this. This is the kind of stuff that we were in. Like I don't know if you listened to Fool's Game, which was like 1989. We put it out. Yeah. The I was there, nineteen. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was. I, I, I had oh, exact be... I had that exact sweatshirt on many a photo shoot. You did. Yeah, I should have brought a picture. <laughs> you'd never have recognised me, but you'd recognise the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we did back in the day, wasn't it? That's, yeah. That was our cross marketing. It's like these. You know, I like. I like this band. I want. I want more yeah. people to to get into them because they're not as big as they should be. You know, you can, and, it, and it's kind well, of the nice know? thing though about. I mean, not to say that it wouldn't have been nice to you know be bigger I guess sustain a lifestyle yeah. but we because we were at the level that we were at we were free to make whatever music we wanted nobody told us how we should sound yeah. nobody told us how we should look nobody really interfered too much so we were able to have a lot more freedom yeah and, and, and freedom of expression really truly and I think because of that that's what's made it so that we feel still like we can play these older songs and we still feel like they're fun to play. I think people are appreciating just just exactly what you're saying also is that uh, freedom is becoming an issue. Personal freedoms, freedom is still an issue as it was then too. But it's now a, it's really I, becoming an issue. And the things uh, we talked about in our in our lyrics and in our songs time. back then, yeah. Yeah. people weren't really hit to it so much at that time. but. It's it's come full circle and, and now it's like it's more in the so so you see yourself more as a prophet. Okay. Do you know what? It, 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 I was having a conversation a couple of days ago and when you were talking, it reminded me of it. It's like you were saying about like you know the, the freedom you had. People didn't people didn't fuck with what you were doing. You didn't have to look a certain way and everything. Yeah. And we and we were the same. And I I genuinely think it's because. We had um, a, a label round us, we had a management round us, who basically were like, well, you seem to know what you're doing. Um, yeah, we, we have fucking no play. idea what yeah. you're yeah. doing. Yeah, so you just you just do that, yeah. yeah, okay, and we'll do what we know how to do, which is package it and just put it in the shops, because apparently <laughs> the shit they were doing... That's it, and they just yeah. feel like they had no... They were like, well, people seem to like it, so we're just going to go with what you... Yeah, 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 exactly. And the, the, there were a couple of things that the label did. Uh, we had a different cover for 
the first record, and they just took it and made it more evil looking. Right. But actually, no, we saw it. Yeah, actually a good move. Like but we saw the picture and we were like, well, that's actually pretty cool. So the, the one Evil's or two things, the so one or two things that they did. Yeah, just checking. Yeah, yeah. The Sorry, one or two Carl. things that the label jumped in and did actually turned out to be okay. Yeah, and cool. they, they might have had a few suggestions that we just ignored and stuff over the years, but. Yeah. You know, for the most part, they gave us the freedom to kind of express what yeah. we wanted to, which was important because, you know, I was about the same age as you because in 89 I was also 19. Right. And, um, you know, as a, as a young man, you've, you've, you've got all these, these feelings inside and all these, these, yeah. this, this, you know, feeling of, you know, this is what I want to do and it's important that I do this and, you know, all this stuff. And uh, it, it was nice that we were just kind of able to, to do our thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's um, it's a it's a period of my life, period of my life that I look back on with great fondness. And you know, who knows, may come again. But um, <laughs> but you know, um, oh, I'm smelling the reunion, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's it, it's kind of strange because you, you you know you do look back on those times and think it's like. They're, they're, the world has changed so much. Very much. You know, the internet, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yes, this whole but handheld mobile slave device <laughs> yeah. right here. My yeah. Call. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that we're all checking apparently on average 70 times a day. You know, mm. the average person checks their phone 70 times. Most must be below average. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you want to be below average. Either that or you don't have roaming over here. So you, you don't, know what? You don't, I do. I just. It. I, I only took my phone so I could text my family away. Yeah, cool. Let them know you're all in one piece and how mm -hmm. the shows are going. And I got to text my son's first day of school today. He's like, "Yay, daddy!" Daddy's away on tour with yeah. his with his with his and fucking kickass band. He's totally into That's it. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be enjoying going to school. It's like, what you, what's your dad doing? Today? Why isn't there? Oh, you know, he's down the lot. He's down the lumber yard. Really? <laughs> you hear where my dad is? <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be pretty cool. Like I said, um, having him made it for me um, just kind of just more. I, I got a little nostalgic in a way. Yeah. And yeah. For even the first album, we did it, and then when we did more recordings and stuff, we had to, of course, put put the newer songs in the set, and we dropped a lot of the older ones. Well, on this particular tour, we're bringing back more of the older ones just because I'm feeling it. And I yeah. really am enjoying yeah. the feeling, and, and it's like, you know how it doesn't have to be your own band even, but you can hear something that brings you back to that place, yeah, and that feeling that you had. Soundtrack to our lives, and, and it may be even like you know I'm married now, I'm totally happy, but when I sing the songs about that heartache and that that feeling of of pain and being left behind and this and that. You still feel it a little bit, and okay. it's like you remember you're alive. Yeah, definitely. And, and, um, and I'm just, I'm just so thankful that, um, that we actually had no idea that anyone even remembered who we were. We have been going about our lives just thinking, you know, I mean, not really even thinking about it. You know, if we ever got together to play, it's just because we want to get together and play. Yeah. Never any kind of a, a notion. Yeah, because you, yeah, you did, didn't you? A few yeah, we did a few yeah, times. Like 2001, something like that? I think that was before the interweb was so... 2001? No, yeah. was no, there was interweb, yeah. but it wasn't like as prevalent. There yeah. wasn't, like there everyone wasn't, didn't have it. It, it, was, it, was, it was the time when MySpace was the way to promote your band. 
uh, doing it yourself. MySpace still existed as the thing that was new before Facebook really broke. I went to my, I went to MySpace the other day. It's like a fucking haunted house. I know. You know, I was like, ooh, what's in here? I know. They don't want you to ever leave. They send me a message every once in a while. Somebody sent me a message on MySpace. I'm like, do I have an account on MySpace? Yeah, yeah, and also I wouldn't even know how to get yeah, into it. Yeah, the the only reply to that message is, dude, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get a hold of me? Yeah, no, I, I I like vintage things. I mean, I, I rock a, a, a G3 for my Pro Tools. I'm, oh, right, I'm, okay. I'm working on five one, <laughs> right, with OS nine one, and it's like you know, it's basically vintage these days. That's True. how I roll. But you know, you used a, <laughs> used a, used the N word, um, nostalgia. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of like talking about the age thing again. For, for me, there's there's been a there's been a surge in people saying, oh, you know, we want to see you again. And I, there's definitely something about that, like that forty year mark. That you know, yeah, life begins at forty. You know, but there's definitely something about that where well, people go, do you know what? All this stuff that like I used to love, and then I went through a period of completely ignoring. And then I kind of really wasn't bothered about it for years. All of a sudden, is like really yeah, important I, I really to me. Yeah, really you know, because I want I that time of my same, life. I want to kind of re, you know, remember it. Also, also, there's no version of what you did then probably that exists now. Certainly not on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it, it's kind of it it, 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 it it was a real period in time because you guys were you were treading all sorts of genres because you were kind of like. You could play with thrash bands. Yeah, but we played know. with Run DMC. Yeah. We played with really. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. We did a little t like a small tour with those guys, and we're all riding our skateboards. Their kids are tiny. We're teaching them how to ride, and it's and, you know we had a Jam Master J. Yeah. Was was really fucking cool guy. Such a shame. Yeah, but at the same time we could also go out with Exodus and DRI, and, and we grew up in the area where all these guys are from yeah and um you know they're exodus guys for instance we just ran into liam and i at the studio and they're a couple years older than us and but i've always been supportive of yeah, I, I, I toured with them back in the day oh you did yeah yeah oh yeah uk tour we did a couple of little things with them but and like the, the metallica guys also have been like because a lot of bands during that period really just bit a specific part of a sound of a band. Metallica, unfortunately, was one of the bands that they really bit on back in those days. And they, you know, Lars has just been like, thank you for doing something that is your, totally your own thing. Yeah. He, like, I was watching some movie, that some Metallica movie, and uh, hanging out with some guys younger than myself, and they're like, didn't you know these guys? I'm like, yeah, kind of, some of them better than others, but yeah, I mean, definitely Kirk and, you know, whatever. And, and then right then, when they're asking me this, Lars is on, and he's got a Mordred t-shirt on. Oh my god. And like right. one of the guys is like, does that say Mordred? And I was just all, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's and, awesome. You know, these kids were like born in 76. Kids, right? Kids. Yeah, 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 yeah born in 76. <laughs> now, uh, one song. I, I, uh, will you be playing The Strain tonight? Why, yes, we will. Oh, fucking awesome. Right, well, that's, that's my night, man. Because um, uh, I mean, we, uh, we were just talking earlier, saying like you know, in this life was like sort of a, a peak music. Yeah. But, but vision is um, vision is still fucking kicks your ass. Well, I love a lot of people love vision. We've been finding out more and more stuff about how much people love particular songs on that uh, EP. Just on yeah, we had no idea. Bands. Yeah, we had no idea that was coming. Hospital was a huge 
thing to a lot of people, you know. So we may readjust. But I appreciate. Yeah, that. I mean, no. But again, the thing is, this is like one of the, one of the drawbacks back in the day. You put out something like an EP. Um, yeah, and you kind of you're between a single and you're between an album, and some people pick it up and some people don't, and some people stop it and some people don't, and and you, you yeah you end up with kind of like whereas now you know, yeah you check you buy one song <laughs> yeah yeah if you're <laughs> if for you're us lucky. though and everything we release each record has been so different from one to the other even the smaller collection of songs of Vision to me anyway personally it was it was. Taking more variety of experimental way further than oh, it's the next step. Yeah, it was yeah, because yeah, the in this life it was the next step to Paul's yeah. game. And then, but coming back to what you were saying earlier as well about about um, playing all the tunes because of course when it, when it's the time it's like you know when you just put your second album out you just want to play stuff from that. Yeah, and it's a quite it's a, it's a bit of a grind having to play anything off your first album, and you always want to play your latest stuff because that's the stuff you're most proud of that you've been working on. Yeah, you exactly. want to play to people. That's true. Yeah. But but then when you come full circle now it's kind of like right. Yeah, you you, know? you really can just take everything for its own value and how it makes you feel, and and that's kind of how we we pick the songs for this particular tour right is that we just wanted to see like what we were what we were feeling because if you don't feel it yeah. it's you're faking it right yeah you really have to feel what you're doing and if if it's if we're not feeling it we're just not going to be doing it yeah um, so have you got a pool of songs that you that you that you pick from each night or are you doing roughly the same no because our music is pretty precise and precision and it requires quite a lot of rehearsing um, we had to it, now we we threw some out and put some new ones in and, and changed it around a bit but for the most part we put together a, a set and we're kind of sticking to it we, we sort of have to because of you know just the amount of time we had to, yeah. to get ready and rehearse and and um, with one guitarist on the other side of the country it was difficult to uh, yeah. you know, get it really as precise as we'd like, so we'd have to practice the majority of the band, and then we'd have to, you know, come in and learn those songs in the way that the majority sort of learn them. Yeah, and that's and, and that's something that's quite prevalent as well. It's like bands geographically now can be so challenged. Yeah, and, you know, and and just just getting a rehearsal together is is a mission in itself. Well, so luckily for us, all of us are pretty much local, and uh, he's the only one that's moved across the country. Right, so you, you're still all Bay Area. Yeah, and Jim's son and my son are best friends. They spend the night at each other's house every weekend, and you know, <laughs> mostly my house. But <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. So I mean, you you know, you were saying about that. It's it's this is not the big comeback, and, you know. Well, it's how, it's how, funny how because how far do you, oh, you just want to roll the dice and back. see what happens? Well, no. What's 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 happened is like <laughs> people people have. Put sort of at uh, sort of their expectation on what they think that we're trying to do. Didn't they always? Yeah. And, well, I know. Some things I mean, never change. I guess that's always been the case. But in this particular case, and it's not that we don't appreciate that people want to help us to try and get back there. It's just that we're looking at it from the perspective of just we want to make ourselves available to play for and to to hang out with. And sort of like reunite with our friends mm -hmm. from over here, and because without it, it felt really, really good to come the over here. The last two shows we played, it is unbelievable how what 
what type of influence we had on people, and then letting us they let us know after the show, like they would say they keep using this word. You understand that you guys have a legacy, right? And me and Tara were discussing this. And we're like, like, what do they Whoa. mean by that? <laughs> yeah, we just thought, you know, we were playing shows and they, they were kids and they would like to thrash and we were thing that was new to them. These guys are like coming out of the woodwork, traveling miles, like in Belfast and Dublin, you know, really, really waiting. They had been waiting for 20 years saying stuff like that to us. Yeah. You know, to see us live again. And then That's to amazing. hear stories from, you know, um, back in the day, for instance, in, in Dublin, there was two fellas and they were like, dude, do you remember us? I was 14, he was 13, he snuck us in the side door and let us watch your uh, sound check. And we kept looking around going like, why aren't the bouncers kicking us out? Well, I had told the bouncers they were my nephews. <laughs> and in, in Ireland, they, they, they don't fuck around with family. It's like, it's, yeah, you know, right. it's, yeah. it's, it's all good. So they, yeah. so they would just be like kind of cringing. And then afterwards they said, oh dude, you were like, Jumping your skateboard over the amps and doing all this stuff, and I was like, "Yep." <laughs> but now they're all grown up, and, and, and they've got kids. Yeah, and yeah. but just to to hear the way that people that we interacted with people back in the day, and and to hear like I had just about everybody at that first show, and many from the second show, I had had some sort of personal. Yeah. encounter with and whether we went to takeaway or we went and had a beer or we did this or that and, and that's because we were never one of those bands that just sort of hung out in the backstage yeah and we're yeah. from like we like we we're saying about punk rock well punk rock is anti-rock star and yeah. we grew up we wear the clothes that we wear all day when we get on the stage yeah and we don't think we're better than anybody we are exactly the same as the people who are there to see us, and then any other night when it's another band, we are the people seeing yeah, them. Absolutely. And so having that kind of attitude, we were open and free to to basically live. Yeah. And a lot of times we wouldn't have showers and stuff, or or good food to eat or whatnot. So this is, this is I would be hanging out with people, you know, in the line waiting to get in. And I'd be, I'd be like, hey, you live around here? You have a shower? And so many times, because, yeah. you know, we were, we were young back yeah. then. Even though we were like 19, it's still, you're still kind of a kid. Yeah. So you end up going with these other kids your own age or just under you. And they take you around to mom's place and mom cooks up a nice meal. And it's like, oh, darling, let's get you a shower. Yeah, and, yeah. and so being that we actually interacted in such a way, um, I think that built more of this sort of real relationship between yeah the the people because we it's it's like to say the word fans is a little strange to us because yeah we mostly you know we just they're like it's mostly our friends well, that, that is um, <laughs> and some places we have a hundred and ten friends and some <laughs> places it might be three hundred friends but well, look, everything everything <laughs> you've said there everything you've said there completely and totally parallels. Um, how um, uh, how my band uh, were as well. We were we were very much the same. It's like you know we got together because we loved thrash metal. Yes. Yeah? So so we played the music that we loved, and when we weren't playing it, we would go and see other bands. So we'd be yeah. in the crowd, and and we saw it as a kind of opportunity. It's like it's it's a privilege for a start. Yes. You know? And it's an opportunity to get. And the last thing you want to do is be that dick band who somebody meets and goes, oh yeah, they were. Yeah, and it's funny because <laughs> I hear other people talking about these these kind of well, 
But there's certain ones, maybe not from the Bay Area, but there's other bands that oh, I'm certainly not referring to the Bay Area. No, no I just mean like you know, in general, you hear no, these stories from kids again, a lot and of, you're like, oh, you know. A lot of the other bands from our area are were also we all we used to go to Ruthie's Inn, which was the same place when I'd be punk rock, when I'd be metal, when I'd be something else, and we'd all go to all People the shows. Yes, it just had to be, you know. If you're in the pit, you build a rapport well, with the people it, in the pit. It used to be called yeah. the Slam Circle yeah. before <laughs> the pit, and you know that sort of adapted itself because of the crossover with punk rock and metal. Yeah. And it's like, and then when they started calling it moshing, yeah. it was over. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember it's called the Huntington Beach Strut? Oh, oh, wow. oh really? Yeah. Wow. The Circle Jerk record uh, has a picture of a, how to thrash, really. It was really before it's called Slam Dancing. Slam Dancing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And see, that's what we were like looking up to as youngsters. And so, the, like oh, yeah. the 70s punk stuff. Yeah. And um, of course, we're a little, little young to have seen that in the 70s. But in the early 80s, we were old enough and we, we yeah. that's what we were really influenced by and I think that a lot is a, a huge influence on on how we just interact with people because we don't feel we're better than anybody else and that's something we got out of that whole scene absolutely it's also absolutely. kind of reflected in the attitude that we have toward presenting our music as well you don't have any rules to that, you, that keep you in a box you can experiment with different kinds of music yeah just like we had yeah and I mean, the, the the one thing that kind of set you guys apart was you had, you know, you had, you had a, a DJ in the band. Yeah. Um, I, that was kind of like the, the because we were actually we the, the, first, DJ. the first in the world to yeah. have that. But and we didn't thrash within the thrash genres. Yeah. Have you have you ever um, have you ever rock music? Have you ever been? Um, we were we were before Sears. Urban Dance Squad. Hmm? Or Run DMC Aerosmith? That was the first time I ever seen a rock in. Right, but the band wasn't actually playing. So they were just sampling Aerosmith. So have you ever been accused of inspiring Limbiscuit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not by them. No, not by them. I think that, you know, it was ready to happen anyway. Yeah. And we just happened to do it first. You yeah. know, and I think maybe possibly some like possibly um what's a dude from detroit kid rock mm-hmm. he might have seen us in detroit maybe not i don't even know i i really couldn't say but i wouldn't i wouldn't take responsibility or um you know say that we did because mm-hmm. they may have never even heard of us yeah. we weren't really a large we were kind of an underground thing and that's yeah. how we liked it we didn't we could have done things and taken different steps to put us in a, a different place, but we preferred to keep real and keep true to what we were trying to do. Yeah. And um, and that comes from being rooted from where we're from and from what we were into growing up and everything. Basically. Having been in Mordred since day one, I will say this. Mordred has always been experimental, whether you're aware of the first version of Mordred or not, or the third version of Mordred. Uh, there was Mordred, uh, in the beginning that was doing stuff that... In the beginning, there was yeah. Mordred. Yeah. There was Mordred 1, and it was different than oh. Mordred that, that was known. And the, no, the one that was known is the one that, that everybody <coughs> knows about. Yeah. And there was another Mordred after that, so people don't really... I mean, the way I picture it is that Mordred is always experimental, 
It doesn't stop with a DJ. It doesn't stop at yeah. hip hop based metal. It is it's thrash music mostly. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, as well, you, you were saying like there's things you could have done that made it slightly. What I always found was it, it was always ideas from the management. Management would always be looking for, yeah, looking for the net. Yeah, why don't you use this big name producer to remix the album instead of that mix? No, we like that mix. We're going to use that mix. And it's like, yeah. Well, uh, well why don't you just speak to the just speak to the guy we're thinking? Okay, so you speak to him. So the first thing he says, well, firstly, I, I'd, I'd, re, I'd replace um, I'd replace all of the drums with samples. Don't like the drum sounds. Like, yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, screw you, buddy. <laughs> we're gonna we, we'll we'll just go about we'll just go about our day, and and that's that's what keeps you. That I think that's what um, I, I, I have a very similar kind of attitude that you do towards your legacy. Yeah. Which is really fucking <laughs> comfortable with it. Yeah. Really, really good because it's be ours. It's it. not someone else's. You look back at it and go, "How the fuck did we let that guy screw that up for totally. us?" No, that doesn't happen, and that creates bitterness and you know resentment. Yeah, exactly. Lots of ill feelings. Yeah, and I would totally agree with what you said. There, <laughs> I feel like we're actually on the same page about all this whole thing right here. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it comes from That's around. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You got the. Yeah, I forgot well, the, Yeah, I guess you're lucky you can hang out with us here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting on the goddamn tour <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I hang out with Arthur all the time. Actually, we spend quite a lot of time hanging out. Oh <laughs> uh, well, hey, oh, and not the other guys. We can talk about them, don't we? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> guitarist. Oh please. <laughs> well, I don't like anybody that fucking tall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, can't handle that at all. <laughs> Not at all. But, um, but it is. It's, there, there has to be. You know, when you can look back and know that um, um, that your career was it was what it was. But you. But you can be proud same. of it. Yeah, you can be proud of that. You know, now, there's things I would change. Like at the time that we recorded our second record, I knew nothing about mixing. I knew nothing about studio engineering, and there were some things that I never would have let go by. Mute, uh, like mixing wise and mastering wise, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the just the sound of it, I would have added more bass, for instance, and just done some things a little differently. So it's a little difficult to sometimes listen back to the In This Life record for me because yes. of yeah. the way it was mixed. It, it was but a str- feel- it was a it was a kind of strange mix. So speaking as a you know as, as a fan, you know, yeah. Be- having said that, like the, the Fool's Game is is a kind of more straight head record, yeah, absolutely, with some. Like yeah, know, with some added features in there, yeah. yeah. And then in this life, uh, sort of, it was like took right. it over the top. Yeah, of that. Yeah, and then so it was and, one uh, full integration of, of the pa- DJ Paz's role in the band became more you know integral to the sound of the music. Fool's Game, a lot of that material was written you know in the first version of Marge, which is more traditional thrash metal. Yeah. Uh, and you know we had a couple songs where we called him in for it, and then when he actually joined the band. In this life was, you know, this whole different thing that I think any producer would be challenged to figure out how to really mix it, yeah. you know, how to get it to happening. We can look back now and say, well, it's you know, we could do this, we could do that, but at the time there wasn't anything to really compare it to. Or yeah, there was no reference. Yeah, there was to no kind of reference within yeah. thrash or any other kind of music where a DJ is integrated and you still want people to thrash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you get, you could get, you can get. Two producers, one will say, "Well, yeah, you you want to kind of like 
bury that a bit in the mix, and another will be saying, well, that wants to be at the front of the mix. Yeah. Like, well, we don't want we didn't want Paul's to, to just we didn't want the DJ sound to be just some part, small part or gimmick. A novelty. You need to be fully integrated. Into yeah, that. yeah. I just, I just, it's a great record. I mean, you know, you listen back to it now. I mean, I. I, I know exactly how you feel about listening to a production and thinking, yeah, mm. but it, it, it still sounds great. I mean, it still sounds like a, and, and then Vision, Vision came. See, I like the way Vision sounds sonically yeah. a lot better than the way it was mixed. And that's a lot because my brother-in-law did it. Ah. And um, he was, he was on the In This Life record too, but his role was such that he couldn't really speak up and, and you know, sort of make it the way we wanted it because there was somebody else that was more sort of in charge of that. Right. He was kind of assisting in that. <laughs> but once we right. got to Vision, it, he was a lot more uh, on the forefront of the, uh, of the he sound. He saw what was happening and he was, you know... He, he was able to kind of like make us sound how we wanted to. It took, totally well, it, 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 for me, it took the best bits of, uh, of his life, it took the best of uh, Fool's Game. And it, and it kind of then upgraded, updated the sound, and it, you know there was, it felt like everything, um, everything was, it wasn't, it wasn't fighting so much, you know, right. everything had, a, everything had a place in a mix, um, and you know it was kind of like, you seem to lose a little bit of momentum after that. Um, uh, well, what we didn't realize is that um, by putting out a six-song EP that it wasn't considered like good enough to tour. So we came over and did one tour with this EP and everyone's like, go home and come back when you have a real record. Yeah. And we're like, uh, yeah, sorry oh, about all that. right, well, yeah, uh, The UK okay. apologizes. Uh, I would apologize <laughs> on their behalf. Uh, so sorry we, about that. So what happened was I just never came back until yeah. now. Yeah, wow. So yeah, you, you, you really took the hump. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, if someone tells me that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it, well, as we were saying earlier, it, it, can, you, it, it, it just kind of falls between two stools. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's not an album, it's not a single. And yeah, you do kind of, back then, it was very much kind of, you, you have a single that comes off the album. Yes. Or you put the single out, then the album comes out, you know, and if you do an EP, then that's between albums. Yeah, well, we were planning on doing another record, and the, the the material on Vision was, in my opinion, just I really loved it. It was good. I could really dig it. Uh, once we got back and started writing for this for the next thing after that, that's when it just started getting. It just started becoming something that I couldn't really get behind. I I couldn't. You you know, as a singer, you have to. You're the you're the voice of the band. You're the connection between the audience and the band and what you're trying to say. And if you don't believe it, how the fuck is anyone else going to believe what you're saying? Yeah. So yeah. Um, once it gets to that point, it's it's like you have to choose: Am I going to go forward and fake it, or am I going to stay true to myself as I've always done? So in true Scotty form. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. And, and, you, yeah, and, and you, guys, you guys carried on with a different singer. We did. Yeah. It was hard to find, too. We couldn't find a singer that, well, or, the way I always thought it was, we can't just replace Scott with a guy who's going to turn sound like Scott. This just wasn't the beginning when we uh, had to replace Steve Skates. Uh, band had been five years old. We were established. Our demo was getting all over the world, uh, being mailed out just, you know, in the tape trade community. I'm not sure. 
how many of your fans even are aware of that version, but we are selling a, a disc that has that early version of Morgan too. Um, uh, now, Scott, Scott is leaving us for a cigarette here. I'm sorry, there's no smoking in here, and I need to warm up my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, in Thank that, you. Uh, hey, yeah, no worries, feel free to come back, we'll probably still be here. <laughs> yeah. So, back to what I was saying, yeah. you know, you can buy a demo of from the earliest mortgage stuff to the demo that led us to being signed on Noise Records. If you're coming to see the show, that uh, this is available right by the t-shirts. Yes, I, I have a copy in my bag. Have you listened Already? to it? A copy of the demos. No, um, just or you were of the earlier version of Mordor? Uh, yeah, the, the CD you signed yeah, tonight. Yeah. No, I've never heard it. You've never heard the Steve Skate version of Mordor? No. It's a more traditional thrash, and that's really the root of what we had when we uh, started to form the Fool's Game record. Well, I'll so tell you what. Fool's Game record, when we got Scott, Yeah. Um, like I was saying, we didn't, we could, there's no way to just replace uh, the singer with a guy who could sound like Steve Skates or be like Steve Skates. But we did find a guy named Scott who came in and made what we had his own. Right. And that's what was, what was important to us. He made yeah. this thing that already existed and he knew about and he liked it. And then he made it his own in a way that made sense to us. Yeah. And it, that's that's how we how we we went from you know what we were to the next thing. Now in the third phase, uh, again where we lost the singer. In this case, it was when we lost Scott. Uh, we had to find a guy who could do the same thing, and that's what we did with Paul Kimball. Right. And is he still is he still involved in music at all? Paul Kimball. Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to that guy for a long time. He's a really good guy. And like I said, with the material that we had or that we were working on, he made it his own. And yeah. it was honest. It was from an honest place, just like it is with when Scott is with us. Yeah. Did you did you tour that um no. that next record? No, that uh, was the end of Mordred. At that point, Noise Records, I don't know what was going on with them as a company that much, but they pulled our tour support and that so we couldn't really sustain if we yeah. can't tour the record we can't well yeah, yeah if you've got no tour support it means no tour yeah and that was before we could actually crowdfund so yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, just, yeah the world wide web wasn't even an idea yet <laughs> no well it was it was out yeah that was in 94 oh right okay yeah i remember cruising the web in 92 i was at the <laughs> beginning of that too cool uh, well look you just mentioned the demos there and I've, I've got a copy um would you mind if i um uh put a song on the podcast not at from, all. From the from the from the demos. Sure. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Because I always try and like you know play at least one song. On might the, I suggest the song Mordred? The song Mordred. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. You might want to check out the lyrics too. They're, I mean, we were in high school when we formed the band. We were yeah. young kids, and we were absolutely obsessed with medieval ideas and the way persecution occurred to people who were, uh, say, different from what the king wanted you to be. For example, if you were, uh, you know, somebody who practiced black arts or paganism and you weren't going to follow along with the Roman, the Holy Roman Empire or whatever, yeah. you'd probably be an outcast. So uh, this uh, early version of Morgan is about that. That's right. kind of about being an outcast because that's how you were when you were a teenager too. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, yeah. I'm the black I love that stuff. I really have a really big appreciation for, for that stuff now and seeing my bros with their kids and you know, seeing the new crowds and how much they love, like, you know, you know, in some cases, like in power metal and all this, and all the black metal stuff, they seem to like uh, this, the occultic stuff, and yeah. so do I. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So, because you, so you're kind of like a, a traditional metal guy. Sort of. 
But I also, you know, love, you know, I've, I've been a musician since age six. Right. So I... So is like that what you do when you're not in Mordred then? Hmm? Are, you, are you still playing when you're not in Mordred? You know, when Mordred's resting, are you, are you, you know, are you still playing? Am I, am I an active musician other than in Mordred? Not really. No. Right. And speaking of which, you guys are, um, are making music again, new music. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's stuff coming down, down the pipeline that is going to be, as far as I can tell, experimental. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of, co of course. And, and is this going to be on BMG? Are you still signed? I don't know. I don't think so. Right. I'm not sure, though. I mean, we, we haven't really talked with them uh, about anything serious. We've talked to them uh, about doing something, but I'm not sure what material is going where. Right, okay. Um, how much material do you have right now? Uh, it's hard to say. There's a lot of bits and pieces. There's, right. uh, you know, there's seeds for new material that uh, could be, you know, grouped in a whole other group. I mean, there's like, you got six people in a band, and they all have material that is not, you know, fully formed. And you know, you can't really say how many songs are we uh, are releasing a song. We have released a song called "The Baroness." Yeah, uh, which was written in 2007 ish or 2001 ish, and uh, yeah, that's a new that's a new song that is. I'm not sure if it's available now. Have you heard that song? Um, I haven't. No. Oh, okay, no. we'll hear it tonight. Oh, cool. If it's not nice. available now, it will be soon, like uh, as a digital download or uh, yeah. on a CD, possibly. So, it, sure must, it must be great to have a like, but new new music to put out. I mean, that's 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 exciting. It's you know, there's music. nothing more exciting than creating. Yeah, music. Uh, mostly been spending our time um, getting uh, our old sound to be uh, the way we need it to sound to us, in order for the audience to not say what a bunch of kooks <laughs> who uh, you know they're not they don't sound like they used to. I would say if you're looking for that, you won't be disappointed in that we're going to bring you 1992 again. Um, but yeah, that's really been our main focus. The next phase after we're done with this with this tour is to really focus on compiling, arranging, and um, you know that type of stuff. So you know, getting new material together for everyone. Awesome, man. Well, look, um, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm really looking forward to the show. Tonight. All right, and um, and thank you very much for your time. And um, yeah, it's been just awesome. Right? All really right, fun. we'll have fun with your podcast. Everyone thrash forever until you're 80 at least. All right? <laughs> Goodbye.
about that for an exclusive Mordred by Mordred um, available only on the CD they were, they were selling on the tour Matt Denny made sure I got a copy of that which is very kind thank you very much Matt um, and what a cool chat what a lovely bunch of guys what an awesome show afterwards still rocking it and rocking it hard um, uh, and they played the strain and it was fucking tight it was awesome or as um, or as you would say if you were in Slipknot it was crushing um, but uh, yeah, it was just brilliant. I loved it, um, and it was and a really, really like I said, really nice bunch of guys. Really loved to talk to them, and um, it was really strange. Um, it really did feel like we'd we'd almost met before. There was there we uh, it, there was we had so much in common, and there was and the, and we it, funnily enough, as we found out later on, we had we had friends in common as well. As people turned up to the gig who I didn't know were turning up, and they knew Mordred, and I knew them, and, and it was like we yeah, it was really weird, but it was it was it was great. It was lovely. It really was being like being transported back to back in time. Funnily enough, when I first got there, I was told that Scott wasn't doing interviews; he was trying to save his voice. And he came up. We got into we got introduced, and uh, and he was told, you know, this how he used to be in Acid Rain. But and he went, oh, Acid Rain, I know that name. So we, so we, um, and he was like, oh yeah, do you want a cigarette? So we went out and had a cigarette outside and we just got chatting away. And, and we, I mean, it would have been awesome to get that on the podcast because it was really cool. He goes, look, do you want to do this interview? I was like, yeah, yeah, why not? Okay, right, let's do it then. So, uh, and then we, we got like picked up Arthur on the way through and ended up having a really nice, um, a, a really good time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, hopefully they'll be back over here. Definitely 
um, check out the new stuff the Baroness is cool there's going to be more to come I hope um, and there's going to be more dates over here I really hope but more importantly just a lovely really nice guys really solid bunch of human beings it's nice to have them nice to have them back it really is and how about that as an exclusive for you all out there in your ears Mordred by Mordred no one else is playing that this is a fucking exclusive right here on Talking Bollocks so um, so there you go it is worth listening after all hey who would have thought um, we're winding down now there is more music to come there is one final song so um, you know don't uh, don't disappear on me yet but um this is a shout out on behalf of Fuck Shovel. They are supporting Warrior Soul, but they are borrowing a bass player and drummer. Um, so yeah, basically um, their bass player and drummer have uh, have left. So if you are out there, if you, I mean, I'm, I'm, you may have heard them. If you haven't heard them, if you're fairly new to Talking Bollocks, if you live around the London area or the southeast. Go back into um, previous talking... But actually, don't go back to podcasts to listen to the music. Go and fucking go on YouTube, whatever. Hang on. Achoo! Oh. <laughs> yes, it is warts and all on this fucking episode. <laughs> I think that's still kicking around from last month's podcast. Uh, there was plenty of coughing last month. Well, there you go. There's an achievement. 10, 11 podcasts in. That's the first live sneeze um, on on the show. Um, like anyone gives a shit, you probably really prefer I didn't do that, didn't you? But um, anyway, sorry about that. Um, yet more proof that this really is scarily, scarily um, unedited and raw. So anyway, um, uh, yes, I am. Um, uh, I, I'm going to play some more. I'm going to play some more music before we get to the end. But uh, where was I? Sorry, tangent fans. The sneeze. Will- through me fuck shovel need a bass player and a drummer go and listen to fuck shovel if you if you're interested and you should be because we're a mega cool band uh go and listen uh, uh, just get in touch with them you get in touch with them on facebook you can get in touch with me i'll get in touch with them you know whatever they're on twitter um but it, it, you know they've got some exciting things planned and um yeah it sucks losing a um losing a bass player and drummer it really does um but you know if you can help them out please do so um, at this part of the show, just before I play the final song, I always do it, I always will do it, and that is thank you to every single one of you out there, okay? And I can't believe I didn't say this at the beginning of the podcast, but pin back your lug holes, okay? 10,000 subscribers strong. We are a fucking phenomenon. This is unbelievable. This really is. This is a community Fuck it, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting a bit tearful now. I'm welling up. Ten thousand of you motherfuckers out there, that is so cool, and that is all down to you and the other people who've, you know, who've, who've pushed us as well. Thank you very much. But seriously, it's mainly down to you guys just passing on the word and telling each other about it because that's what metal's all about. You find something cool, you want to tell other people about it, and that's, and I, and I cannot believe that one of those cool things is this podcast that you guys have found and that you seem to be coming to in your droves i really 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 mean it thank you so much from the bottom of my heart from the bottom of my bollocks from the bottom of my newly repaired groin uh, um my hernialus um I, I, that's not even a word you see i'm making up words now this is what you get with this show fucking hernialus how's that that is hernialus hernialus <laughs> Hey, and, and, and Mordred Angel, check that shit out. You've got to check out their new album. 
Um, anyway, look, seriously, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I can't, I really do genuinely mean this. It's heartfelt. It really is. I'm no different to you guys. I, I, you know, I, I was listening to podcasts like you're listening to this a year ago. If you're out there and you, and you think that sounds like fun and you want to get, do it, man. Get, do, I mean, if you want any advice, don't fucking ask me. You've heard the state of this. Um, but seriously, do it. Go for it. Uh, I'm, and, and I'll plug you and I'll, Put your links up everywhere, and you know, let's 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 get loads of these podcasts out there. But seriously, guys, thank you so much. It really does mean a lot to me. I, I, I can't tell you. I really can't. Um, well, I can actually, and I just have. So there you go. And they seem to be getting longer as well. I'm. Um, but look, some really exciting stuff coming up before the end of the year. Like I said, there's going to be a, a December edition, which is my Christmas present to you guys, uh, which is going to be so fucking cool. Um, I genuinely don't know what's coming up next month. Um, but it will be cool, um, guaranteed. So anyway, uh, winding down now. Um, friends of the show, friends of the show, uh, uh, Shimitar, Shimitar, Simitar, Simitar. That's it. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, Ryan. I know you're listening. Um, uh, just to let you know. Well, they, they've got they've got some mates called Acid Age, and Acid Age got in touch. Hi, Jude. Jude McElwain, main uh, main guy there. I've been talking to, and. Um, they um, they are a mental band from Dublin. There's some serious fucking. I I, I think we could do a hardcore. Um, sorry, not Dublin Belfast. What the fuck am I? T- oh, there you go. Just restart the troubles all on your fucking own. Confusing Belfast with Dublin. Ooh, what a fucking idiot! I am so sorry. I am so sorry. And especially if there is any card carrying members of the IRA out there. Apologies, especially to you. I don't need a punishment beating this week. Thank you. Seriously, fucking help. That is that is such a fuck up. If you're not if if you're not familiar with yeah, well you should be. And if you're not, you're fucking ignorant. Um. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I cannot believe I've done that. Some serious fucking tunes and the hardcore and shit coming out of um, uh, out of um, Belfast, Belfast in Northern Ireland. And, um, and and this is some more of it. So um, th- this is how we're signing off. Um, check these guys out. They're on Facebook. You'll find them on the website, on YouTube. You know, just go fucking looking for them. Um, and, th- and this is Acid Age from um, from Belfast. And Acid Age. They've got an acid in their name. They've got to get played. So thank you very much. Thanks to all of you. Thanks for listening. It's been awesome. Tune in every week. Tell your mates. Uh, shout bollocks at gigs. Shout bollocks back. Shout talking bollocks. Check out Metal Sucks podcast. Check out fucking everything. Oh, um, and, and and funnily enough, this month I I haven't actually have I I haven't let you in on any new music. Um, to be honest, uh, been listening to New Exodus. You were all going to check that out anyway, weren't you? Um, something that's coming up very soon, and there's going to be something coming up on this podcast soon, which is um, Sensor S E N S E R Sensor. There album stacked up from back in the day is fucking awesome it is awesome it's like rage against the machine meets limp biscuit yeah i know i know i know what i'm saying there this shit is good this shit is good okay and it's different to what those two bands together would be sounded like but i've got to try and give you you know some sort of reference points that you'd be able to get so anyway sensor that's coming up stacked up fucking great album remastered with extra tracks that's coming i'm listening to that like fuck listening to exodus still listening to misery index gone back to their previous album um airs to thievery which rocks as well um New Slipknot, can't say too much about that. I will talk to you about that next month. So not too much new uh, new music um, from that point of view, but some 
bang up new music coming your way from uh, from Belfast. Okay, let's not fuck that up again. From Belfast, Acid Age, and this is fifty thousand robot archers.